This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. This is the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. So glad to be with you today as we welcome on former NFL running back Bishop Sankey. He was drafted in the second round by the Tennessee Titans back in 2014. And in his first year with the Titans, he, he led the team in rushing and, and spent some more time there and then also ended up playing uh, with the Vikings and the Chiefs and spent some time uh, with the Patriots as well. And today on the show, we're going to hear all about his uh, football journey and his time in the NFL and, and in some ways, it didn't turn out maybe exactly how he had hoped, but his perspective uh, is really encouraging, really refreshing, uh, very appreciative. Uh, I love talking to guys like that. You know, everybody goes in the NFL, right? Or you, know, you would assume they all want to be Hall of Famers. They all want to lead the league in rushing and be pro bowlers and, and all that sort of thing. Not everybody will, only a select few. Uh, when I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I was just reminded of, how few people actually make it that far. But if you make it past three years in the NFL, if you make it onto a roster, I mean, it's just so significant. It's such a big deal. Um, and so I just appreciated Bishop's perspective and appreciation uh, that he shares with us today. Uh, so you'll uh, you'll enjoy that. Uh, and then also just how his faith uh, was challenged and, and how he relied on God uh, throughout the ups and downs of the NFL. And he also, he had a great career at Washington. And, and so he was, uh, he was a team captain, two-time All-Pac, 12 conference player, uh, All-American. And, and so uh, we'll talk a little bit about his time at, at Washington as well. And then he did spend some time uh, with two other professional football leagues. So we'll get his thoughts on, on that as well. Before we jump in, I do want to thank our presenting sponsor, MetaShare. And, and so my family, we've been MediShare members for, for almost six years, over six years at this point. And, and so I love being able to promote MediShare, uh, partner with MediShare. And, and so what they do is they offer affordable, reliable health care that you can trust. And, and so you've got to go to MediShare.com slash unpacking it to read about the different options that they have, to also get a quote for you specifically. Uh, on average, the members save 50% uh, or more on their healthcare costs. So it's worth checking out. It's worth figuring out if it's the right fit for you and your family. They got programs for every budget. So really customizable and, and, and in many ways uh, can, can make it work 
or your family. So uh, metashare.com slash unpacking it and appreciate their support of this show. Uh, I encourage you to also check out our fantasy football fellowship podcast. So we're bringing to you, uh, we're bringing that to you each week uh, from now through the fantasy season. And, and you can subscribe to that. Uh, just search fantasy football fellowship anywhere you listen to podcasts and throughout the summer, it'll still be in this unpacking it feed. Uh, but moving forward, we'll, we'll move it uh, exclusively to the fantasy football fellowship uh, podcast feed. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, also, check out unpackingit.com for all of our content and information about our ministry. And we appreciate uh, all of our uh, supporters that support this ministry, make it possible. And if you'd be interested in supporting this show, supporting our ministry, uh, you can go to unpackingit.com slash donate and donate today. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. All right, let's jump right in. Here we go. Former NFL running back, Bishop Sankey. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Unpacking it with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now on the MetaShare guest line is Bishop Sankey. He is a former Washington Husky running back who was drafted in the second round by the Titans and also spent time with the Vikings, Chiefs, and Patriots. He is now a current member of the Tennessee Titans scouting staff. Bishop, so great to have you on Unpacking It. How are you? Hey, Bryce. I'm doing good. I appreciate you for having me on. Absolutely. So we, we caught you in the middle of, of moving and and so I'm I'm curious what what's your strategy with moving? Do you do you hire a moving company? How much do you do yourself? What it's always a it's always a big undertaking. Yeah, well this time I'm you know I'm just moving myself. Um, you know I'm trying to save some money, so I didn't you know I don't have that much that much stuff to move, so I'm just moving myself. Got the U-Haul going, so uh, yeah, I'm just trying to piece it little by little. You know, gather my things and and make that move. So yeah. <laughs> That that's awesome. So you're moving to Nashville, I assume, and and you've got a, a new role with with the Titans. So so how did this come about, and and what does it mean for for you to be a part of the the scouting department? What will that role entail? Well, yeah, I've um, you know I've been interested in scouting for quite some time. They have this program called the Nun Wooten Scouting Fellowship, and earlier this year I applied for it. I uh, wasn't really sure if I were, was going to get selected for it, but um, luckily uh, Tennessee reached out and they um, wanted to bring me in. I, you know, just applied for it and interviewed for it, and uh, it's geared for it's geared towards like former players, guys who played in the league or in college, or who have had experience working in um, a collegiate recruiting department, and so. Um, you know, I was able to get in and uh, I, I started working with them earlier uh, in June. This June, I was working with them briefly and then uh, getting ready to start back up for training camp. So I'm, I'm excited. Very cool. So so what about scouting interests you? Um, to me, uh, I just from the outside looking in, um, you know, just starting up to me, it's kind of like a mesh between coaching and um, front office sports administration stuff and there was just something about you know evaluating guys and writing reports and helping you know helping to contribute to the to the organization and so I know that's 
you know, just it's just like a, a mix between coaching. Like I coached briefly um, and you still have to know like the X's and O's and know the game. But you also get a chance to learn like other things like football operations and contract analysis. And so to me, like scouts seem like they're kind of the, the glue that, you know, brings the whole uh, program together and just ultimately helps um, helps the, the club compete and, and put the best product on the field. And so, yeah, I've always had an interest in sports administration or coaching and I just wanted to, I just want to continue to uh, give back to the game um, in any way. And, it's, you know, it's a good way just to compete and look for guys and, and uh, evaluate guys and hopefully make accurate assessments. So, uh, so far, so good. Very cool. So I, I know there are different kind of areas of scouting where some scouts scout the actual team, some scouts uh, scout other NFL players, and then some scouts scout college players to draft. So, where will you fit in with that different those different areas? Uh, a little bit of everything. Like okay. I'm starting off as a, an intern, um, so I'll be doing uh, stuff that's similar to scouting assistant. So, um, you know, helping assist the college scouts where I can, watch breaking down film, evaluating guys, and then also um, helping the pro scouts uh, look at other free agents and also uh, with game prep and, and things like that, scouting opponents keeping track of opponents personnel and sort of the schemes that they run. And so wherever I need, wherever they need assistance, that's where I'll be. And uh, yeah, it's something that I'm, I'm excited to, to get started this season. That's awesome. I, I kind of consider myself now that you're describing it, I'm a fantasy football scout. That's a, I'm always <laughs> scouting for my fantasy team. So I, I, I kind of relate. I'm just watching on TV, but you know, it's, there's a mindset there. So yeah, that's cool. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty much like, you know, it's a lot of watching film, just like, you know, if, as if you were watching on TV or if you had the NFL um, film tape, you can watch from that uh, point of view. But, you know, it's pretty much like, you know, what people do, um, you know, all, all the time, just watch guys and give their opinion and, and evaluate guys. But um, there's there's like more of a system involved in a grading scale and everything. But and that's something I'm still learning. But, yeah, it's something it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool gig. So I'm excited for it. That, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you and, and back with the organization that, that drafted you. And, and so let, let's talk about the uh, kind of your football career and we'll talk about your faith journey as well. But let's almost start uh, at the end where after playing football in 2021, you said, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm done with playing. And, and so what went into that decision? How challenging was it to say, all right, I'm, I'm, this is it playing and, and now on to the, the next phase. Uh, take us into that kind of process last year. And you were in the CFL at that time. Uh, and, and so we'll have to hear about the different uh, leagues that you've played for as well. But, uh, but, but take us into last season and that mindset for you. Yeah, well, um, at the time, you know, it just made sense with my age and position that, you know, uh, it was time to move on and pursue other things. Um, that 2021 season was actually postponed due to like, you know, COVID and everything that happened. And then the year prior to that, the CFL season was canceled uh, due to COVID. So it was just kind of like, you know, uh, interesting time, you know, during my career. Uh, prior to that, I was playing the AAF, uh, the Alliance League. And so that was a good experience. But, uh, you know, as most people know, that didn't even last a, a whole season. So that was a a crazy experience as well and um but yeah you know I've been always I've always been interested in like sports administration or scouting or coaching or really any way that I can um give back to the game uh when I'm done so that's currently what I've been doing um in 2020 I was able to 
do an internship with the NFLPA because, you know, I had more time because this, there was no season. So I was able to, you know, apply and do an internship with the NFLPA, which was uh, also geared for like former players. And I was able to work in like player outreach and help, you know, uh, educate guys and active players on like their benefits and different off-season programs that were available for them. And um, I also had a chance to just be on the licensing side as well. Um, like a lot of people don't know, but the NFLPA has um, a for-profit side as well. And they deal with like licensing and like the group licensing agreements and pretty much um, working with companies who are looking to like profit, you know, profit off of the players like NIL and use uh, players like image and intellectual property for like endorsements and endorsement deals and promotions and stuff. So I just kind of like had a, you know, was able to like learn a lot with the NFLPA uh, during that time in 2020. And uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, trying to see what, uh, you know, what I want to do long-term, but I've always had an interest in, again, in scouting. So I'm, I'm excited for that. That's a fascinating uh, internship and opportunity for you. What would sports fans be most surprised by or, or what caught you off guard, even as you kind of learn more about some of the processes with licensing and, and some of the, the details behind the scenes on that? Um, I, I don't, I mean, to me, it's just, it's cool. Cause it's like, you get a chance to, um, learn about the players and what they're into off of the field. And, um, you can work with companies and develop relationships with companies that, um, want to use those players. Like for instance, if a guy is interested in fitness or if he's interested in a certain brand, um, there's potential for like, you know, uh, you know, for, a, for a licensee or for a company to use their, their NIL, and to help them, you know, make money and everything. So, and it's all, it's another way to, you know, maximize players earning potential outside of the field or off of the field as well. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool, uh, you know, how all that works together. You know, it's all, it's not just like products, but also like, well, like video games and promotions and everything. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was interesting to see things from that point of view, like being a player, um, you know, I just like always been the X's and O's in the locker room and that was like fun. That's what I did. And that's that's been my journey up to that point. But it was cool to see like how the um, you know business side of things work and just how it all works together. Um, and yeah, man, it was it was a good experience overall. That's excellent. Very interesting. Yeah. No, there's so there's so many layers to how the NFL operates, and yeah. it's, it's, it goes beyond uh, su- Sunday afternoons. That's that's for sure. Well, well, Bishop, let's talk more about your. Uh, faith journey and sports journey and and really kind of how those, those intertwine as, as well and, and so I want to go back to to Washington because you were uh, an elite running back at Washington had a had a wonderful uh, playing career there what was the the takeaway from those college days uh, as you look back and and, and reflect and and kind of where were you at with the Lord at, at that time uh, in college as well Man, so it was a it was a crazy time, you know, being recruited. Um, I actually committed to like uh, in-state rival uh, Washington State early on in my recruiting process, and you know, looking back, I kind of jumped the gun and jumped the gun and got excited because they uh, offered me when I was a sophomore. They were my first uh, major offer, and um, as recruit as the process went on, you know, I ended up uh, decommitting and committing to Washington, and. Um, it, it was uh, it was crazy just because it was all new. Like, you know, I was a high school athlete just dealing with, um, you know, they had like 
Rivals and Sky.com and other um, websites at that time, you know, they're just starting to grow and it's, it's even bigger now. So I can only imagine what like high school kids have to deal with now in terms of just like sifting through all the, you know, noise and people saying, oh, you should go here, you should go there. But um, I mean, it definitely was uh, something I had to just uh, talk to my family about and pray about and really just go with my gut feeling, like what felt right, what felt most comfortable. And when I went went to UW, um, everything just kind of felt right. Like it felt like I would enjoy my next, uh, you know, four years there, um, even, you know, within the athletic department and outside of the athletic department on campus, like the campus felt right. Um, I had a good relationship with the running back coach at the time. And there were a program that was like, you know, slowly on the rise um, with at the time Coach Sark was my coach. And, you know, they're they're coming back, uh, you know, slowly back on the rise. So um, really, I just had to, you know, take a step back and do what was right for me um, and, uh, you know, decommit and ended up going to UW. So it all worked, it all worked out, though. So that's, a- that's awesome. And and as far as even going into college, what was your uh, faith foundation? Did, did you did you grow up in a in a Christian home, or, or what? What is your uh, kind of background? And 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 then when you got to college, how was that challenged and tested? Yeah, um, well, I grew up in church. Um, actually, like the first seven years um, of my life, I lived with my grandparents, mm. and I've probably been in a, you know I've been in a number of different uh, churches. Uh, they were Lutheran, so I grew up in church, and then I moved to my dad, and he. Uh, was Baptist and I went to like a, you know, Catholic high school. Um, so I've, I've grown up in a lot of different churches at the time when I got to college, uh, it was a testing of my faith, you know, especially like as a freshman, um, you're on campus, you just got on campus, you're no longer the, the best athlete on the field. There's a lot of challenges there. Um, I remember early on my, I want to say freshman year, it's like, I, it was versus Nebraska actually. And it was like, it was a, I like muffed the kickoff and it, you know, it was recovered and it just like changed the outcome of the game in a negative way for us. And that was just like, I remember that week, it was just like really traumatic. I was like, man, like, I didn't even think I was going to be able to get back on the field um, the rest of the year at UW. And uh, so, yeah, that, you know, that was just um, a, a test that I had to go through. And um I was thankful that, you know, I had other opportunities later that season to, you know, redeem myself. And, uh, no, that, that whole week, it was just like, I was just going through it. You know, I was calling family up. I was, uh, you know, on YouTube, listening to sermons and just encouraging words just to keep my spirit going. Cause mm. uh, that was like my dream up to that point, like to play college football. And, uh, you know, that for it to start off like that, that was my first game, um, in first time in the game. Um, and, and so I was able to, you know, luckily have other chances to bounce back from that and ended up having, you know, a good, uh, no okay K freshman year. So, and then from there ended up having a, a successful, uh, playing career at, at Washington, which then led to being drafted into the NFL second round Tennessee Titans. And, and so what was that experience like as you reflect now that your career is over, you, you think back to, to the beginning of the, the professional career uh, take us into to, to what that experience was like. Yeah, it was it was a it was a roller coaster. Like you know, it was a blessing because that was my childhood dream to play um, professional football. 
Um, and up to that point, until I got to the league, my career had always sort of been on a steady, like, incline or trajectory. And, like, as far as, like, in the profession, in the NFL, that was the first time I really faced, like, uh, adversity as a player and just – like that, my my rookie year was okay. My second year, you know, my playing time decreased a bit, and then third year I was just bouncing around. I was on like three different teams, and then fourth year with Minnesota, I was uh, making progress. You know, I had a good chance to make the roster that year, and ended up you know tearing my ACL. So mm. it's just bad timing, um, and that was just that was tough as well. But looking back, um, you know, it's like you I gained so much from those experiences like I learned so much just from not just success but failure as well Mm. and um I think it's made me a better person today and you know I'm able to you know just look back on my career in the NFL and in the CFL as something that was like good and it was it was a it was a blessing that I was able to live out my you know childhood dream and again just I think a lot of players regardless how their career ends you know like their time in the NFL it's like you know not not for long, as they say, and that's that's really true. Like the average NFL career is like three years. Um, of course, you know you have your exceptions. Guys play like ten plus years, but that's that's the exception. So I think a lot of guys go through like a transition period where they're like, man, like you know they feel frustrated or uh, even bitter with like how like their career ended or like, oh, it didn't last as long as I wanted it to. But I think um, the challenge would be to just look at it, like look back at that and like say like say like, oh, that that's something that that's good that happened, you know, and if I can do that, if I can accomplish that dream of making it to the NFL, I can accomplish anything I set my mind to going forward. And so that's that's kind of, you know, the mentality I've taken um, with my transitional, you know, transitioning into, you know, coaching and then now scouting and, and uh, athletic administration as well. Absolutely. Wow. Well, so take take us back into the the, the, the feelings of, of disappointment and, and, you know, bouncing around from different teams as, as well is very challenging and injuries and, and, and all that, that you experienced. What are some of those things that, that strengthened your faith that, that you realized, okay, God is still good. He's still with me. Uh, what were some of the, 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 uh, you know, realizations and, and reminders that, uh, that, that popped up as you were going through some of those challenges throughout your career? Yeah, well, I mean, I just think God uses our challenges and failures just to bring us closer to him. And ultimately, you know, he's worried about, you know, our heart and our character and everything. And during that time, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, tried to uh, stay positive and just take it a day at a time. Like when I was rehabbing from my injury, that was one of the toughest times in my career. Mm. And literally, I just had to, you know, take it a day at a time and really rely on God. Like, I think, God sometimes wants to get us to a point where, you know, he wants us to just rely totally and completely on him. And uh, ultimately, if we do that, if we continue to walk with him, I think, you know, he'll, he'll, uh, you know, give us the peace that surpasses our own understanding. A lot of times we try to, you know, figure it out and do it on our own. But I think those experiences, like the challenges and just, you know, bouncing around and then my injury, ultimately it, uh, brought me closer to him and strengthened my relationship with with God so um yeah it's just kind of you know what I what I've taken with me from that time and um it's also gave me the confidence you know walking with him that you know he'll he'll work all things um work all things together and ultimately you know you'll you'll come out in a good place if you just continue to acknowledge him and walk with him during your journey um whether it be career or just in life in general so 
Amen. Well, well said. Well, gosh, that's a, that's a wonderful perspective and, and, and appreciate that because you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll talk to, or we'll hear from, from players and it's, Oh, the Super Bowl win. And it's, it's, it's this and that. Um, but, but to hear, Hey, through the challenges, through the difficulties, that's when, that's when God does amazing work and, and he, he works in the, the victories too, but, um, but ultimately the, the dependence and the reliance on him, it happens when we fail. It happens when things don't go our way. And where are we going to turn? And uh, to 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 hear you say that to turn to him is uh, it's encouraging. So I think all of us go through those seasons of life, and some of us have pursued different careers that that maybe didn't turn out exactly like we wanted. But your perspective on looking at the positive side of it too. You got to play in the NFL. You were drafted into the NFL. Right. Uh, all those people that you met and all the experiences that. That's a wonderful perspective, and I think a lot of us can, you know, get bitter when things don't go exactly how we want, but to to actually have that positive approach. So, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you saying all that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not to say like I like my time in the NFL wasn't filled with like good times as well. Like I remember on Monday Night Football, you know, scoring a touchdown versus the Steelers. That was like you know one of the more memorable games for me. Yeah, and just the fact that, like you said, I was able to play in the NFL. Um, for four years, you know, that was just a blessing in itself. So, like, I think uh, God works, like you said, in all situations, positive or negative. I think the key is he just wants wants our attention and he wants, you know, our acknowledgement. And so that's uh, that's something I've, I've tried to stay close with him through the years and through all the ebbs and flows and just throughout my journey. So Absolutely. And, and to have that, that peace that surpasses understanding, that's that's the, the gift that's available to us in him, which is which is awesome. Uh, as well. And, and so going beyond the, the, the time in the NFL, I'm fascinated to hear a little bit more about the, uh, the, the AF, the AAF, and then also the, the CFL. Um, Cause it's always fascinating to me, the different leagues and, you know, we've seen some startups, some not work. The CFL has been around, it seems like forever. That seems like a solid league. So, yeah. so what, what was your experience? I know you mentioned it earlier a little bit, but uh, with both of those leagues and what was the takeaway on, you know, how they're different or similar to, to the NFL? Um, my experience in the AFF, it was actually like going well up until, you know, the, um, they ended up pulling the plug, but I enjoyed my time, uh, in San Diego. Um, my teammates, I had a great time with them and it was all, it was all new. It was like the first, you know, inaugural year season thing. Uh, guys were excited, you know, just to get on the field and compete. And some of those guys that played in the AAF, uh, you know, they had a chance to play in the NFL and, you know, some of them are still playing in the NFL. So it, definitely provided a lot of opportunities for guys who may have been overlooked coming out of college or, you know, played a little bit in the league, like were signed preseason or during the season and got released. And it just gave them a, another chance to play and compete and put their, um, you know, product on film. And so I think like, I like uh, these startup leagues. I think it's good for the sport overall. You know, if, you know, I think the more opportunities guys get to play football for a living, like the better, you know, and I can I can relate with that. Like if if there are you know, all these different leagues and and you know, I just think the more opportunities, the better. So um, I lo- I like my time in the AAF. It was unfortunate when, you know, they did pull the plug and it was kind of kind of bizarre how we like, you know, some guys found out online and like through social media. And it was oh. just like it was a very like it was crazy. Like I know we had a week to get out of the hotel when. You know, they announced that the season was canceled, but some teams I heard, you know, had less time than that. So yeah, it was it was we're I was actually uh, it was Wednesday I think Wednesday and we were we were preparing to play that weekend, 
And, you know, some guys had heard, you know, rumors going on like, okay, you know, the, the league may be going under, but, um, and so we were like in, in a meeting and coach comes in and like a guy, I think it was like a player personnel guy or one of those uh, football ops guys comes in and he calls him outside and uh, he goes outside and comes back in and then continues the meeting and then walks, the head coach walks outside again. And he kind of like went back and forth probably like three or four times. And then he finally broke the news to us and everybody was kind of just sitting there in silence, like in disbelief, like, like what, like that, (laughs) what next, like, you know, what's going to happen now. And um, it was just, yeah, it was it was um, crazy how it ended, but it was also you know a good opportunity just to continue to play football. So absolutely, and you may not have all the answers to this, but in thinking about the XFL that's starting, I guess next year, what do they need to learn from the AAF? What in order for them to work? I don't know. That maybe like I think I don't know. Like that's a hopefully yeah, that's a you know, hopefully they have enough like turnout and you know. Uh, hopefully their you know TV deals and all that are good and the, the, the business on the business side of things they're they're doing well on that side so that the league can continue to run and give football fans you know more entertainment and also uh, allow guys to achieve their dream of playing football professionally so I think uh, you know I'm hoping that they they do well and um, we'll see though so <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll be interesting and I think they're they're trying to partner more with the NFL which I think is going to be key as well not you can't compete with the nfl so you got you can join forces that's that's a better route to go so i'll be curious to see for sure um well all right i know you haven't gotten fully into the 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 scouting but just as being a a former running back as you look across the nfl who who are some running backs that really you know jump out to you even beyond we we know derrick henry's awesome and i'm here in charlotte and christian mccaffrey's awesome but but who are some running backs that, that grab your attention or maybe even some guys that are under the radar that, uh, that, that we have to keep an eye out for. Oh man. Um, I know the guy from uh, Casey, what's his name? Hilaire. He's always impressed yeah. me. Um, that guy's like maybe five, eight, five, nine, but just his quickness, his lateral quickness, his speed. Um, also like Najee Harris. I think he has a lot of upside. Um, you know, he's a young, good young running back. Um, I like, there's so many guys, in the league that, you know, are good running backs, that's, it kind of makes it hard to, you know, obviously some guys stand out more than others, but yeah, those are your superstars. You know, most of the roster is going to be like pretty similar in regard to ability and they're all good. So it's kind of, you really have to like dive into the film and study and just see, you know, what, where guys are best. And if they're like three down running backs or two down running backs and where they can help the team. Um, also, you know, a lot of guys like on the back end, like third and fourth string guys, can add value um, if they, you know, if they're good on special teams. And so you have to look at like all that, like how many special teams, how many teams does he play on? Um, is he effective on special teams as well? And so, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of guys I like, like, it's hard to say, like pinpoint a few guys uh, right now at the moment. Of course, you know, Derek Henry, like that dude's, that dude's, <laughs> no, he's next level, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's hard to really say right now. Yeah. What about the, the trend in the NFL, it seems like there are more running back by committees. And then you have a few teams that really rely on a guy, but then it seems like when they do the workhorse running backs, then they get kind of worked into injuries. And then, you know, they they take so many hits and carry the ball so much. So just your perspective as a former running back, what do you make of committees versus workhorse backs? Uh, I guess like, you know, whatever works, you know, whatever puts the team in best position to win games, that's like first and foremost, but also 
from a former player standpoint, you know, committees, um, I think can be effective and they keep guys uh, healthy longer. Cause like you said, nowadays with like the defenses and the size and speed of guys on defense, um, you know, it's just a lot of wear and tear on a running back, like taking those hits. If they're the bell cow and they're carrying the ball and they're on the field, all three downs, like it can be a lot on, on their body, especially like, you know, like year after year after year. Um, and, I think uh, committees, I'm all for committees. Like if you have a guy who's really good in space or who can uh, run good routes and make plays on third down, um, you know, he'd be obviously a good third down or change of pace runner. Um, and then, you know, of course, if you got a guy who's can get downhill and uh, can, you know, get big runs, I think he'd be a, a good first or second down back. You know, you look more for like power backs, like guys with more size, like a Derrick Henry or, Najee Harris for like first and second down and then guys who are either really good at pass protection or good at uh, making plays in the passing game you know they're ideal for like third down situations and um, yeah I think but really I think whatever works you know teams have different philosophies and as long as it's like you know if it's winning and they're productive on offense I think uh, that's what matters most. And also I guess it depends on the the player but I always Think about where if a running back wants all the carries, like, do you, you know, does the guy want to be the workhorse back or is he relieved when he can be a part of a committee and get some, get more breathers and doesn't have to carry the, the weight all the time? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, guys, of course they want more touches and opportunities to make plays, but now um, I think what's even more important is just making the most out of your opportunities. And um, when you do, touch the ball, you know, what's your yards per carry, you know, are you, what's your yards after contact? It's more so like quality over quantity, um, especially like, you know, from a scouting standpoint or, you know, it's like when the player gets his opportunities, does he make the most out of them? Is he making plays? Is he uh, getting more than what's just blocked up for him? Can he, can he make a guy in the second level miss or can he run through tackles? I think that's, I think quality over quantity is important. Um, even if a guy is not, getting as many touches as he wants to do uh, or as he wants, like what's he doing with those uh, touches? Um, And so, yeah, I think of course, like players, you know, they want, you know, they want to get the ball um, and they want to stay in this as a competitor. But yeah, I think uh, what's important is just like what they do when they get on the field, even, even not necessarily carrying the ball, but in pass protection and in the you know passing game as well. Like, do they get out quick into their check downs? Are they, you know, helping the offensive linemen out if they if the offensive linemen miss a block or if they need help with like chipping, um, chipping those like edge rushers, I think uh, those things matter as well, just as much. Absolutely, uh, yeah. The one guy that jumps out to me, Austin Eckler, he does the most. He's he's quantity or quality over quantity. He doesn't always get as many touches, maybe as some of the the other. He's a top running back, maybe not as many touches as top running backs, but man, he does a lot in the passing game, running the ball. So uh, he's one of my one of my favorite running backs, but. And he's he's kind of a guy that came out of nowhere. So cool story. So I, I always root for him. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it's just like, are they can are they efficient? Like, yeah. are they, can they do? And I'm pretty sure doesn't he plays special teams too, right? Or he probably right? did before right. becoming the the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's I mean, he has value in teams and everything. So all that, the more you can do, the better. That allowed him to stick around, and then Melvin Gordon finally left and gave him kind of that that opportunity. So. He was doing that as kind of a complimentary guy, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a fun uh, 
topic to, to hear from, from you as a, as a former player and getting some insight. So I appreciate that. Well, Bishop, man, great to connect with you and, and excited for you as you, you step into this, this new opportunity with the Titans and getting you, getting you back there in, in Nashville. So uh, Nashville is one of my favorite cities. So uh, enjoy being there and, uh, and, and, and have a fun season. Football's back. Here we go. Can't, can't wait. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me on. And yes, I'm excited to get back into it and um, just help the team win. But, you know, this time from a scouting from a scouting perspective. So I'm, I'm excited to get started. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. There's Bishop Sankey joining us here on the MetaShare guest line right here on the Unpacking It podcast. Sharing the personal side of sports. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. My thanks to Bishop Sankey, and what a nice guy. Gosh, you can just feel the energy as far as he talks about you know, peace that surpasses understanding. A real peaceful guy. I, I, I like that. I'm, I'm sometimes intense. Uh, it's nice to be around pe- people that are just a, you know, a little more low-key, and so it's, uh, it's, good. it's good for me at times. Uh, you can have peace and still, I guess you can still be intense. I still have peace in a lot of ways. Um, but 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 peace is an interesting thing because I think you know ultimately this is, I wasn't planning on talking about this but it's a good it's a good topic because uh, he mentioned it in the in the interview when we go through tough times we can have peace knowing that God is in control God is good God is faithful our faith and trust is in Him so if it is instead of worrying we have peace and then also when it comes to the fear of death right we don't if if we trust in Jesus. And he's our Lord and Savior, and, and we've surrendered our lives to him. We can confidently know that our eternity is going to be with him. And so, yeah, we may die from this, this earth, but we really don't die because we go to heaven. We get to be in eternity with Jesus. Um, and so that gives us peace. That, that gives our soul peace at the deepest level. Um, and then I think <laughs> there's something to be said about being a peaceful person uh, where you're not— uh, yeah, on edge, which I struggle with at times where I'm just, I'm just a little, I can be intense. So two little daughters has, in some ways <laughs> makes it harder to have peace, but also has helped me to be a little bit more calm, a little bit more peaceful. So, uh, so anyway, I, I, I got that vibe from, uh, from Bishop today. But the topic I want to unpack a little bit further is, you know, it's a common topic. It's something that we all, you know, know and, un- and understand to a certain extent, but then it's living it out day in, day out, and also living it out when difficulties come and challenges come. It's relying on God. Do we truly rely on God? And it comes to trusting, you know, do we trust God? And, and so the, the verse that I end up singing a song with the, the, the lyrics of this are, are based on this verse uh, to my daughter, Maddie, most nights, a few times a week. Anyway, I'll sing a few songs every night. I rotate them, uh, but it's trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Now you might be thinking, all right, come on, sing this song. Oh, no, you're not. You're not thinking that. Um, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And it's a, it's a verse we should know, memorize, trust, believe, and cling to. Um, and, and so Bishop was talking about, you know, the di- different circumstances that he went through where he, he 
chose to rely on God and, and realizing that, you know, God wants us to totally and completely rely on him, not to rely on our own strength, not to rely on our own understanding, but to put our, our hope and, and faith and trust in him and, and know that that's where we get our power. That's where we get our strength. Um, that, that he, he's got us that I've been writing about it in our devotionals recently. You can check those out unpackingit.com. But one, I wrote about how God fights, fights for us on our behalf. Um, a similar way that an an agent, an NFL agent works on behalf of an NFL player. Um, and so Darren Waller, uh, for the Raiders said about his contract negotiations, ah, my, my agent handles that. And for us, when we face tough times, it's yeah, my God handles that. My, my God's got that. Um, and then I also wrote about, uh, Josh Allen with the Buffalo bills and Dawson Knox, uh, was talking about how there's nothing he can't do. Josh Allen. There's nothing he can't do, which in some ways is true. He's big, he's strong, he can throw, he can catch. He, he's done a great job as the Buffalo Bills quarterback. But then in our own lives, we have to remember and know that our God, there's nothing he can't do. There's nothing our God can't do. Nothing is impossible for him. And, and so he is worthy to be relied on. He wants us to rely on him. And, and so where are we going to turn when – difficulties happen. And, and oftentimes we'll get to that point where we have nowhere else to turn. Um, but usually that means we're in, it's a deep, painful situation. And so that's why we have to continue to remind ourselves and, and stay on the right path uh, with him that we don't have to go all the way down there as far as, Oh, I got nowhere else to turn. It's almost that way every day. Like we almost have to keep that mentality every day to where we're not necessarily forced. We're choosing to right? ultimately you're choosing to even at the bottom of the rock bottom, I guess as well, but it's, yeah, I rely on God no matter what I rely on God when I'm, I'm winning, right. You're winning the super bowl. And when I'm getting cut and in our own lives, when work's going well, family's going well, I rely on God. I'm trusting him, trusting him for wisdom, peace, strength every day. When things are tough, I'm trusting him for, for wisdom, strength, peace every day. And, and that's the gift that we have in, in knowing Jesus, following Jesus, relying on him. We don't have to live this life apart from him. He, he has made himself available for us to know him and rely on him. He wants to carry our burdens. He wants to, to, to walk with us. He, he lives within us when we invite him into our lives. He, he, he takes uh, residence in, in us. Uh, it's hard to understand. It's hard to comprehend. It sounds you know interesting to hear. Uh, but ultimately, we have the Holy Spirit in us. And, and when we do have the Holy Spirit, we know it. We, we sense it. Uh, we, we know that we're connected to the God of the universe. And, and, and he's in us, with us, fighting for us. And, and so through the ups and downs of this crazy journey of life, we can rely on him. And as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. So there you go. We'll cling to that today. So I hope that uh, you enjoyed hearing from Bishop. Cool story. Hey, you drafted in the second round. High expectations. It's hard. That's a, that's a hard situation. Uh, interestingly, the Titans went back to the draft to draft Derrick Henry. And, you know, Derrick Henry has turned out to be one of the all-time greats. But Bishop still had an NFL career. And now he's back with the Titans. And he's, like he said, he relied on God. He's, he went, he grew closer. Let's see. He said he brought, brought me closer to him, strengthened my relationship with him. 
He has confidence as he's walking with him. All those things are gifts. All right, maybe Bishop didn't end up being uh, the Hall of Fame NFL running back. That's okay. Because if he's grown, <laughs> he's grown his faith uh, and, and, and God showed up throughout his journey, that's way, that's, that's way more important. It's way more valuable. And so we have to view that as well. That we might not be the superstar, whatever. We might not be the multimillionaire business guy. But if we're growing closer in our our, our trust and relationship with Jesus, uh, our dependence and reliance on him, that's what matters. And our character, Bishop talked about this too. Uh, I forget exactly what he said. But the you know matters about our character changing, becoming more like Christ. That's the bigger goal than <laughs> rushing for 2,000 yards or fill in the blank in our own lives. It's knowing, acknowledging, and relying on the Lord. So that's my message today. Uh, thanks to Bishop for uh, getting it started. That's for sure. But uh, thanks so much for listening today. Thanks to all of you that support this ministry financially. Uh, if you would like to support the ministry financially, you can go to unpackingit.com slash donate, and we greatly appreciate your support. We will talk to you on Monday's live show. Uh, and then also the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast as well. You can catch up on previous uh, guest interviews uh, as well. and encourage you to check out some of those uh, as you have time. But thanks so much for making us a part of your podcast listening. It's always fun to get that podcast queue going. Thanks for adding Unpacking It to the queue. And uh, I, use a, I use an app that's like Play Later. That's, my, that's how I set it up. But, uh, but anyway, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected through faith. I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.